0: John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 377, continuing our writer series. And I'm really pleased to have a returning guest, Rich Perry. Rich was on the podcast last year where we talked about Smarkles. In fact, you kicked off season eight. And I'm really pleased to have you back on. So how are you today, Rich? John, I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me back. I Absolutely. Really it. In fact, I wanted to share because we talked a little bit about this before we started recording. But uh we're recording this about a month before it's airing. You just actually came back from somewhere exciting. So uh can you share with our listeners a little bit about where you were and what you were doing? Absolutely. Uh my brother got married uh this uh, past weekend
1: in Mexico. Congratulations. So the whole thank you. The whole family and friends went down there. And um, as I was telling you, I officiated the wedding and it was actually my <laughs> The ninth I, didn't know. I mean, I've You officiated.
0: continue to surprise me with all the different things that you do. So I, I, how many weddings have you officiated? Uh, that, that was my ninth one. Wow. Wow. And yeah. uh, I mean, uh, did you have to go to a certain training or was there a course you had to take in order to, I, I don't know what the procedures are to become, uh, someone now, who could if- officiate weddings these days i mean so many people are officiating you know
1: friends weddings and brothers weddings and sisters weddings and things like that um there's you know ways to get a certificate online and just yeah. you know check a few boxes um i mean ultimately it's the your local district your magistrate okay. that's the one that you know as 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 that person signs it, then it's real. And, um, you know, if you're not getting married within the church, then a friend can do it and sign the paperwork for you. Then it goes to the magistrate and, you know, your local jurisdictions and stuff like that. But it's a nice way of adding a little like uh, personality and intimacy to it to have like yeah. a friend or a brother or a sister or a relative do it as well.
0: Oh, that's great. And and what a great uh, gift for your brother and uh, your new sister in law. So congratulations. Uh, but Rich, uh, I'm excited to talk to you about writing. You know, we've touched on it a little bit in prior conversations, uh, just a little background for our listeners, you and I connected uh, uh, with Winnie son, a mutual friend of ours. Uh, We've talked a lot about podcasting. We've talked a lot about smart goals, but I'm really excited to have you on to talk about your writing, because as I'm doing this series, really trying to uh, unpack and dive deep into the secrets of writing a book and and accomplishing that as a big goal, which a lot of people have also uh, just uh, in case you hear any background noise. There is some landscaping going on outside, so if you hear any buzzing, just uh, uh, forgive the the interruption. This mic, though, is pretty good at blocking out external noise, so hopefully you're not getting too much of that. But, uh, Rich, can you share, in addition to officiating weddings, can you share a little bit of your background, what you do, and where you're located?
1: So I'm a communication strategist. I'm also a writer, an author, a speaker. Um, I'm located in northeastern Pennsylvania, uh, it's a nice little rural area, and and that's what I do. You know, I handle communications and marketing, and um, you know, have my own podcast as well, and speak and write, just like you were talking about, and that's why we're here today.
0: It's a great podcast, and I was uh, fortunate to be a guest on it, and uh, I'll have that along with uh, our prior conversation on smart goals linked in the write up for this episode. So, Rich, uh, you've mentioned author. So, how many books have you written? Me myself, I've written.
1: One with uh, my business partner Lawrence that was mm-hmm. Bankroll Your Mind, um, and then I've co-authored uh, three or four, and um, and when I say co-authored, like it was more like a JV kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I contributed maybe like one chapter um, in a larger volume book. Uh, But The Bankroll Your Mind, that was Lawrence and I doing it together. And then I'm also working on a new book as well that I'm hoping to have published uh, very soon. Oh, that's Uh, awesome. Yeah. So it's going to focus on like leadership development and the niche audience is going to be for Freemasons. So teaching those guys how to you know, develop leadership skills and personal development and things like that.
0: So talk a little bit about your writing journey. I mean, you've done a lot Obviously, writing is a big part of communication. But what led you to want to write a book? So I've always been a writer. I would say, like you know, writing
1: book reviews or music reviews. I really got I, I got started doing music reviews for mm-hmm. local uh, digital publications. Okay. Um, re- reviewing CDs or maybe reviewing concerts and things like that. Um, and then from there, I started going into more like personal development type stuff. And, and, and then the first time I actually was a contributing author for a book was when I was um, uh, introduced to Jim Britt and Jim Lutz with the change book series. And they asked me if I would be a contributing writer, uh, contributing author to their book series. And that was the first time that I was like, Hey, you know what? Yeah, I can, I can write a book, or at least I can write a chapter in a book. And then
0: from there I said, Hey, (laughs) you know, now i have to write a book. Growing up, was this something that you always wanted to do? Did you ever envision that writing a book is one of my big bucket list goals? No, and I, I laugh because on my bookshelf back there, there's a
1: a small little book that I probably had to write in like fifth grade and you probably <laughs> had the same writing assignment in fifth grade, you know, English, like, oh, write a write a story or write a fairy tale or something like that. And it's still over there. Oh, that's um, great. But no, I I never would have thought about writing a book. Uh, until like later on, it, it kind of just came to me like, hey, you know, I have all this stuff
0: that I want to say, and what better way to do it than by writing? I, I think uh, what you just shared also is pretty interesting that you started out your, your book writing journey as a contributor. And I think you're the first author I'm talking to who had that as one of the beginnings. Can you talk a little bit about what that process was like being part of a collaboration for a book? Did you find that to be a a positive experience? Was that a a good catalyst for you to lead you to co-write your own book?
1: Absolutely. And, and John, thank you for asking that. And to anyone who's watching and or listening to this podcast, if you've ever had the thought of, Hey, I want to write a book or, hey, do I have what it takes to write a book? So any of those, you know, any of those variations of questions, if you have the opportunity to be a contributing author, uh, I I would strongly recommend it because writing a book in itself, like if you're this sole author or maybe you're writing it with one other person, it's still a daunting task. It could be very intimidating, very intimidating. But being a contributing author and say like a JV, like a joint venture series or something like that, you're only really putting together one chapter, maybe two or three chapters. And it relieves that a great deal of tension and stress and anxiety. Uh, For me, I was unsure of myself. Do I have what it takes to be a writer? Um, And I I even brought in a few professional writer friends to be like my editor for my chapter. Um, And that helped me. Like just writing just one chapter was like, oh, I'm going to get my feet wet. Okay, this was an easier process. Now I know what it takes. Now I just have to multiply it by 12 chapters or 15 (laughs) chapters whatever the case is it
0: was, it was so much easier. And how did the opportunity present itself to be uh, a contributing author? Was this a relationship that you had developed over time? I'd love for you to share with that with our listeners, how they can maybe find opportunities to, to be part of a JV, which now I know means joint venture. (laughs) Um, I
1: hadn't known of Jim Britt and Jim Lutz, or even the book series before they pitched me, they found me on LinkedIn. Oh, wow. So to um, answer your question, John, the best thing that I can suggest is to be a networker, to mm-hmm. be out and about on the in the social media multiverse at your local business, um, you know, uh, networking events and things like that, professional development, uh, networking events, training, seminars, conferences meet and greet with people, like build those professional relationships, because that's how the opportunity presented itself to me. And I would say that the other Um, because I'm looking at them on this shelf over here. The other books where I was just a contributing writer to all came to me because of my networking ability. They're people that I've been associated with or they've said, hey, you contributed for this book series. Would you like to also contribute to this book series? Or hey, we found your writing here. We're wondering if you would like to be a contributing writer for what we have going on over there. So the best thing that I can do for your listeners and your viewers is uh, be a networker, be active in your local scene, be active in local networking groups. and that includes, again, excuse me, through the social media multiverse, you know, mm-hmm. connect with people. And if you know writers, hang out with writers, yeah. um, and and
0: that's how opportunities are gonna are gonna come about. I, I love what you're sharing, just and you are really great at this. Just uh, being present, being connected. And um, what, if I may ask, when they approached you to write this chapter, was it? Uh, uh, what was the specific theme or topic of the chapter? So the Change Book Series is all about personal. Development.
1: It's a mm-hmm. it's a self help book series. Um, a lot of the contributing writers are, like, life coaches and motivational speakers and uh, you know, uh, wellness practitioners. Um, think people in that, uh, personal development and personal growth space. Uh, so that's. That's pretty much the niche audience. And those are the people that they were searching for, whether it was on LinkedIn or, you know, putting out their advertisements and creating their networking group and community um, to attract people in those beginning stages. From there, then they had, you know, a different marketing practice, which was pretty much um asking the co-authors to go out to their networks and bring other potential uh authors into the series. Um
0: so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that was pretty much the theme of the book series. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, let's talk about transitioning from being a contributing author to co-writing the, the first book. What was the story behind that first book? And talk a little bit about the book that you're currently working on.
1: So, um, excuse me, uh, Lawrence Pipkin is uh, my business partner. He's also a longtime friend, we actually met, he and I met at an NLP training in Las Vegas through the Taj James okay. company. And then coincidentally, we both got uh, pitched or found by Jim Britt and Jim Lutz at the same time. Oh, well. and, and he and I didn't really talk about this. It was more like, um, it was around uh, like November, December, let's so like Christmas time. And you know, things were hectic. And mm-hmm. then one day I said, Hey, dude, uh, we have to catch up. I have to tell you some cool stuff. And he was like, Oh, awesome. Yeah, let's definitely catch up. And uh, we started talking. And I said, Hey, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I got hit up by these by these uh, two personal growth guys. And they want me in their book series. And he said, Yo, I <laughs> that same thing happened to me, they hit me up. And it ended up being where we were in the same book, we were both in chapter our uh, volume five. So we not only got hit up at the same time, we were in the same book series and in the same book in the same book. Wow. <laughs> and it was, so it was really cool. Um, and then from there, he and I were working on stuff, we were working on seminars and things like that. And we said, yo, why don't we just get together since we're putting in all this effort with creating these seminars. And like we already wrote, you know, we we both contributed chapters into this book. Why don't we write our own book? Like, how would that be able to help our, our personal brand as we're working together? So that was that, that pretty much laid the foundation for he and I writing uh, "Bankroll Your Mind." Um, and then, you know, we you know, uh, we did a bunch of seminars and some coaching programs together, um, all based on the book. Um, now, as far as the the book that I'm currently writing. So within my Masonic community and my local Masonic community, uh one of the roles that I play is uh district um uh <laughs> I draw a blank on it, the leadership and uh, education for um leadership and education chairman. I just drew a blank on, on the on the title of it. Um, but yeah, so I, I put together like speaking programs, and I'll go around from different lodges, um, offering, uh, you know, programs and talking about personal growth and how the, the gentleman can utilize these skills that we're using in the lodge room and in real life and with your families. Um, so I decided to put together a small book that I would then be able to to give to uh, the, the, the Masons in my local community. Um,
0: you know, to, to read and, and to grow on. No, oh, I think that's great. So, Rich, uh, is this, uh, are you co-writing this book as well? Or is this a, a solo book that you're working on?
1: No, so, so this is um, a solo book. And it's actually right before, um, or I should say right when the pandemic began. You remember okay. when everything was crazy. And yeah. No one knew how long this was going to last. And there were so many events in every field and industry that were put on hold and paused. So one of the things that I did was I created an audio program for, for the men in my lodge and the men in, um, in the district. Um, And uh, it was like 12, 12 segments long. And each one had a theme and, you know um, so I'm basically taking the core curriculum that I use with the audio program And now making it the written word for like, that's a very small book, but it's going to be something that I'll
0: be able to pass around to different lodges and districts. I love what you're sharing, because this actually goes to my next question is, is your process. So talk a little bit about that you started with audio content, and you're taking that content, and turning that into a book. Right um so
1: originally originally it was
0: written content
1: but i really wasn't doing anything with it it's just okay. things that i put down on paper like hey i'm going to use this but i really hadn't locked down where i was going to use it but i had it kind of stored away for a while it was just things that i you know you write i write like we just come up with stuff <laughs> and it it didn't really have um an end goal. It was just ideas that I was putting on paper. Then when the pandemic hit, I'm like, yo, I have all this really cool stuff. And I know these guys are, you know, we're all locked down and no one knows what's going on. Like, this is something that I can do for the gentlemen in my lodge, you know, the Mm -hmm. brothers in my lodge. Um, so, So then I took that smaller written content and just created a bunch of audio programs. And I put them up online and gave everyone the download links and um, so and then now I'm going through and really uh, making it bigger and clearer, mm-hmm. um, adding stuff to it and just making it, uh, you know, more of a book instead of just random thoughts that I'm speaking
0: out loud. But I love I love how you're illustrating your exact process, starting out with a template essentially. Mm-hmm. Your second draft was the audio. And now you're fleshing it out into the book. So uh, is this a process you've used uh, with uh, your prior books? I mean, generally speaking, is this, what is your process for writing a book now that you're working on your second one? I don't know that I have like a specific okay. process. Like, so I'm not, I'm not even going to BS you, John. Like
1: sometimes, um, uh, sometimes I, I come up with the outline and, and just, you know, go from there like a template like you're saying um sometimes I know exactly where I'm going um sometimes it's just a whole lot of writing and then just weeding things out like ah we're not going to use this or hey we need to change that around um I, I I'm probably one of those writers that really can't Um, say, oh, this is my one, two, three step process, and this is how it's done. So if anyone's looking to me for writing advice, I'm
0: not the guy. (laughs) Actually, no, I think what you are sharing is interesting. It sounds like with every writing experience, you've used a different process. So the book you're writing (laughs) has its own life, whereas I'm sure the book that you co-wrote had its own (laughs) had its own course. (laughs) So let me ask you this, Rich, uh, for our listeners especially those who are thinking about writing a book. What are some of the challenges you've come across in writing your books, uh, either the co-writing uh, for your first book uh, or the book that you're working on now?
1: One of the challenges for me, and and I'm sure that at least one or two people, maybe even some more of your listeners um, might be feeling this. I get in my own head a lot and I'll write and I'll just say, no, that's not good enough. And I just delete, 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 delete. And then I write and I'm like, no, that's not good enough. Delete, 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 delete. Um, so the one thing that I've learned over time is to just, just put it down, just write it, just get into that, um, you know, the flow state or whatever. And just put it all out there and then come back to it later on. Because when sometimes when you're in the moment, like one of my challenges, when I'm in the moment, um, I'm too critical of myself. Mm -hmm. But when I just let it flow and then just end it, and then I come back to it a couple days later, I find that I'm more forgiving. Like, hey, that was a pretty good article that I wrote. Or that was a really good um, chapter that I wrote. I'm glad that I didn't allow myself to uh, get in my own head and just keep pressing that delete button. So for me, learning to forgive and learning to accept and just saying, hey, no, no, we're going to look at this tomorrow rather than just being overly critical right now. Um, Because I always compare myself to everyone like, oh, you know, so and so would have said it better. Well, let so-and-so do that. You know, right. you have your own style, you have your own writing ability. Um, you say it your own way, just put it out there, write it down, and then come back to it a couple of days later and see
0: how, see what you think of it then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I And I think that's a trap that a lot of us fall into is this the editor comes out as we're putting down that first draft and (laughs) to the point where you're deleting stuff that maybe you shouldn't be deleting at the moment and I love the practice that you're sharing that put it all out there doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what it looks like and then what do you have a set amount of time that you walk away from it is it a day two days or is it just kind of what you're feeling at the moment I go back to it when I'm feeling calm
1: you know so if if it's if it's one day fine if it's Three, four, five days later, because that's that happens sometimes, you know, life gets in the way. Sure. And I'm like, No, you know what, I'm not in the right state of mind to read it right now, because I'm still maybe in that critical stage, or maybe something bad happened, or, you know, maybe I stubbed my toe earlier that day. Well, that's not going to be when I go back to read that article, like I need to go back when I'm just cool, calm and collected, so that I'm really thinking, Um, the way that I should be. I'm really processing
0: and giving it the the chance that it deserves. And building off of that, so if if we have a listener who wants to write that first book, not quite sure where to begin, uh, what advice would you have for that person? I would say definitely
1: get involved in whatever writing opportunities that present themselves, or whatever opportunities you can take action on. So whether it's maybe starting to uh, write for a local uh, publication, or maybe it's an online publication. There are tons, 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 tons of digital publications out there that want uh, writers. You know, whether it's um, business to community or Thrive Global or. Um, life hack, or, you know, there's tons of online publications that accept freelance writers. So maybe just writing article after article after article after article will help, you know, sharpen the steel and get your chops up for writing that book. And then when it comes to writing that book, just you know, define your process. If it's write that outline, if it's just mm-hmm. write a whole bunch of stuff and start whittling it down,
0: find your own way um, to writing that book. I, I love what you're sharing. Start with short form. And that's something sure. that I've talked about and other guests have talked about. Uh, get your feet wet. I, I like writing. To building a muscle, you know, you've got to mm-hmm. exercise those muscles regularly. And I love what you're sharing today. So, uh, Rich, remind our listeners the name of the book that you have uh, have already written, and if you have a working title for your upcoming book, can you share that as well? Uh, go right here. Uh, <laughs> oh, great! <I> love visuals. <laughs>
1: so, it's called uh, "Bankroll Your Mind." All right, create clarity, focus, and mastery for a lifetime of unlimited success. Uh, co-written by a good friend Lawrence Pipkin. Um, I don't have a running title for, uh, the other book just yet. Um, so, you know, we're still working on that, but, uh, but yeah. And, and, you know, the, the core audience is going to be for Freemasons, but you know, it'll help out anybody, but you know, the the niche audience is going to be for Freemasons. Um, and, and the other thing too, real quick, if, uh, I forgot to say it in the last segment, um, start a, uh, join a JV, join a joint venture and contribute mm-hmm. one chapter versus feeling that daunting pressure of, oh man, I have to write 12 chapters. So right. that's another idea too.
0: I think that those are some great tips and uh, where can our listeners find you, Rich?
1: Go to richperry.com. Easy peasy right there. And then on social media, it's coach rich Perry on all channels. So connect with me. I'd love to connect with you whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Coach Rich Perry, there you go.
0: Awesome. We're going to have all of that on the write-up, which will be at bemovingforward.com. Rich, I want to thank you so much for joining me, for uh, getting together to talk about your writing, uh, the different processes that you've had and how to get started. I think this is all great stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. You can find the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. The views expressed by any featured guests are not necessarily those of the host, the program, or affiliates. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and BeMovingForward.com. All rights reserved.